Hello, Rue. Hi, Nick. How are you? I'm very well. How are you doing? Yeah, life is good. I've had a big Chinese meal, though, so I'm a little bit sleepy. Oh, likewise. Really? Yes. That's had... a good coincidence. What did you have? What did we have? We had duck pancakes, we had sweet chicken, and crispy shredded beef. Wow, that sounds very similar to ours. I think if you substitute the beef for satay chicken skewers, ah. uh, a very similar meal. Good at the end of a long week. Yeah. But yes, very full of food <laughs> and a little bit sleepy right now. We'll both be <laughs> belchy and stretchy all night long. Just like our children. Hello, honey. Welcome, Beardy Dads. You're listening to Beardy Dads. My name is Rue Reynolds, and I'm father to an 11-month-old little boy, and he's called Oliver. And I'm Nick O'Leary, and I'm father to a, uh, let's go with a a four-and-a-half-year-old, Toby, and a a 10-month-old called Lauren. And, Nick, we should do a tooth count. Tooth count, yes. Lauren has been holding steady at six. She's plateaued at six teeth. Yeah, been a bit more grouchy this week, so some more might might be on their way. But yeah, we've been at a steady six for so the last many teeth. Weeks. Well, we're we're at half that now. Oliver has, yeah. has gained fifty percent extra teeth this week, and uh, he's up to three. So he's got a cheekily asymmetrical face at the moment. He's got the the top oh. right one through, and the top left I think won't be far behind. Right. Excellent. So that's been fun. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the two big ones that you certainly know about them. Yeah. How how has he coped with it? Uh not too bad a few broken nights and uh yeah a lot of mucus i think it also coincided with him getting a cold oh no not been very fun so yeah it's been been a, a quite a tough couple of weeks actually but on the plus side i've been on holiday for a couple of weeks i had some time off work so i was able to help out a bit more and uh, be at home and yeah, yeah bear, bear witness more closely to all of the <laughs> nightmares of teething and colds but no i was i was really glad to be at home it was good fun Excellent. How's life, Shay O'Leary? It's all good here. Um, what's been going on? It's been a, it's been another extra week since we last spoke. Because I think, well, I think I was not well last week. I was a bit poorly as well. We both had both yeah. had colds at the same time. Yeah. So I, I had a bit of a tummy bug rather than a cold. Oh yeah. The sort of thing where I was just completely laid up. I think I spent pretty much thirty six hours in bed. Gross. Yeah. Just not able to face the world at all on last Thursday which I think you just get very con well I get very conscious of the fact then that I'm in the house Joe's dealing with the kids but I'm just completely physically unable to help Mm. which doesn't you know doesn't help matters and that that pretty much laid me out all of Thursday most of Friday and it was still you know Saturday and Sunday I wasn't 100% but at least much more up and about and able to help out and yeah thankfully neither of the kids got anything because that would have been even less fun yeah that's the concern isn't it when you're really poorly like that yeah so it was it was hard work and then on um what night it was monday night going into tuesday i was going up to london first thing on tuesday morning and lauren had us up at 3 30 i think we for the first hour and a half or so I think we did about half hour stints each but neither of us when when we swapped really getting any sleep no um, and yeah yeah she just had a day of she just wouldn't settle at all um even when she, she you know we brought her in with us in the end at about like, I don't know 
5 a.m. and she settled a bit, but still settled, yeah, as in wasn't crying and mm. but still sitting up, not wanting to sleep and just yeah, needing comforting. Yeah, that that was fun because then I had to get up and catch a train, which I then missed. <laughs> and it was yeah, um, it was fun. But but she was she was fine then um, during the day and slept well. I think she slept much better the following night and the few nights since. So. You must have been worried that she caught what you had. Yeah, it, I don't think we had any signs that she was um, had any sort of tummy bug or anything like that. It just seemed. Again, very dribbly, lots of... um. She's actually got a bit of a rash at the moment, which she's scratching a lot, mm. which, yeah, around the sort of back of the neck and around her ear, mm-hmm. which we've got some epiderm to try and take care of. But certainly last week she was scratching that a lot and it was you know, causing her a bit of discomfort. But yeah. um, whether it's eczema or not, I'm not entirely sure. But, um, yeah. Mm. But... Poor Lauren. Yeah, but she's good, I thought. Yeah, she's really smiley, which is fun. Yeah, yeah, Oliver's been really chirpy. And he's uh, he's clapping this week, which is... It's, right. uh, I know a lot of children by this age have been doing that consistently for a while, but he's he's finally got the hang of clapping. And um, and signing as well, the baby sign that we'd mm-hmm. started a few months ago, finally bearing fruit. He's, he's now consistently using the sign for milk, but right. not just to mean milk. I think he's using it for whenever he's hungry and in any way. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense, I suppose. You know, if, if he's always associated with it with <clears throat> having milk and being fed. Yes. Um, so yeah, we we've been showing him and, and doing uh, a few other signs, including food. But mm. the uh, the two uh, food and and milk in his head are very much the same thing at the moment. And yeah, he's he's uh, showing us whenever he wants something to eat. It's pretty cute. Yeah. Uh, we've upgraded car seat as well. That's new news this, this oh, uh, yeah. last couple of weeks. We've gone up to the Maxi Cozy Pearl, mm-hmm. having previously been been with the Pebble. He's uh, finally outgrown that. So this is one that it's not the sort of the the carry seat that you clip in. It's it's now a fixed car seat in the car, isn't it? Yes. And and well, the reason we went for this one is that the Pearl is compatible with the Family Fix uh, Isofix base that we already yeah. had. So that was convenient. Um, but it's uh, a front-facing seat rather yep. than the rear-facing that we had before. Uh, so a bit more room in the car as well. And also nice that he gets to look forward and see what's going on. So, yeah, he's getting on really well with that and uh, seems to seems mm. to be enjoying car journeys. I seem to remember because we're, I guess we, we're nearing that point as well where we'll move up to the next one. And it's just, it's a very different experience, isn't it? They suddenly seem to just jump up to being a little human being in the back yeah, of the car absolutely yeah he he really does feel like a child rather than a baby now it's quite quite weird looking back at how far he's come in the last few months mm. and we'll be one year old this month yeah not long to go and how's the um because he's well definitely up and about cruising around yes still cruising yeah um not standing confidently he does try but he falls mm-hmm. over pretty quickly and that's that's one of the most adorable things yeah um but yeah pushing himself up onto his feet a bit more and uh just love standing i mean i don't think he, we've had a nappy changed on his back for uh, really? probably a, a couple of months now he he just wants to stand up wow so that must be it's irritating <laughs> yeah i can imagine that's quite something to deal with developed a new technique for dealing with nappies which is um to 
have something that he will he will stand up and hold on to. Right. Uh, and we've got like a um, music center toy thing that is yeah. sturdy enough for him to sort of grip onto. Um, so that keeps him entertained while he's standing to have his nappy changed. It's pretty cute, but uh, yeah, it's a whole whole new whole new skill. Yeah, I imagine. I don't think we've ever, except for in the extreme circumstances, had to do a standing up <laughs> nappy with either of them. But wow, okay. <laughs> so so Lauren's um, yeah, she she's been doing a bit of standing up you know, without holding on to things, mm-hmm. just a little bit, but here and there, but. She's quite cute when she's in bed with us. She's crawling all over the place wanting to play and um, things like that. But she will, just in last week, she has then started pushing herself up onto her feet, um, sort of using our legs, but then putting her hands up and <laughs> wobbling for a bit on the on the bouncy mattress. Oh, wow. And then she would just fall flat on her face, flat on her back. <laughs> yeah, with us catching her on the mattress, it's fine, but... Um, yeah, confidence so, with being on absolutely. Feet. That's brilliant. And we've got the little brick truck that you know, oh, she charges great, around. Yeah, yeah, they're great fun. Yeah, but she's just the whole crawling. I mean, she is now so fast; it's just incredible. Yeah, you know, that. Um, so, well, as you know, but for our listeners, um, our living room, dining room is are on a split level, and we've you have got, I, what I would describe as a mezzanine. Uh, dining yeah, area. Yeah, not quite go that far, but but it, it, we have three or four steps between the two levels. That the, the, the living room's down and the d- dining room's up, and we we never bothered stairgating that off with Toby, and we haven't this time either. So she, uh, with full confidence, crawl will crawl up the stairs. Mm-hmm. Um, as I say, it's only four little steps, and so they're quite good training steps. Mm. We haven't done anything with her about getting her to go down the steps backwards or you know she hasn't yet um gone near the steps with an intent to try and go back down them she hasn't attempted it yet not yet or at least not not in any way that she hasn't just been swept up by joe or myself (laughs) to stop her doing it but um (laughs) but yeah it means well it's interesting because if also if toby's down here playing with stuff um, we've slightly rearranged our sofas, so there's a bit more of a barricade between two, the two halves of the living room. Mm-hmm. And then we end up putting cushions in the gap between the two sofas as a barricade. for, So Toby can play play with his Lego on one side, and so far Lauren can't get over the barricade to get to the Lego and stuff. And she, I like it. Segregation she, in the living room. She's sort of contained in one the other half. But, That's nice. Yeah. Birdie dance! It's a very loud owl in my back garden. Yeah, I heard that one, actually. So, Rue, it's not that long till Christmas. Mere weeks, Nick. Yeah, it's like, I don't what is it? It's three weeks away from when we're recording this. So, what have you guys got planned? Now, you know, first Christmas at home with, with Oliver. What are you guys thinking of doing? Well, we did briefly consider having Christmas at our place and inviting people to come and stay with us. But mm-hmm. we chickened out of that pretty quickly. <laughs> I think the lazy and slightly easier option of going and staying with family mm-hmm. uh, and having a big family Christmas at our parents, conveniently for us, well, may- maybe conveniently for us, um, both of our sets of parents live in the same town. So yeah. if we go and see one, it's quite easy to go and see the other. So I think we'll probably go and have Christmas back in Dorset 
um, and then maybe another year, maybe next year, um, do proper Christmas here and have, have visitors come and stay with us. I like the idea of that. I, I think we very mm-hmm. nearly, very, very nearly did it this year, but just, uh, yeah, slightly lazily fell back on, on the idea of not having to deal with a baby and being responsible, like hosting, put, putting yeah. everything up. What about you? Have you got plans already? Um, so we'll, we are doing Christmas here. Just, you are. Just the immediate family, just us. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we are, we've got family visits on both sides lined up over the, over the festive period. So we'll go and go up to see Joe's side for a day trip up, up their way. And then we'll go down to my parents for a few days. We'll stay down there for a few days. That's nice. So a quiet, yeah. close family Christmas, just, just, the, yeah. just the O'Leary family in, in your own house and then go and see the, cause I suppose at Christmas, everyone, the, the extended family, um, definitely want the chance to see see the baby don't they yes and i guess um i guess more so for 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 your grandparents you know this is their first grandchild this is their first christmas with a grandchild to spoil and buy lots of things for i'm sure i'm doing it this way as well my brother um and his baby about the same age as oliver uh, can be there at the same time as well so it's going to be it's going to be a raucous and exciting house it's going to be so much going on excellent it's going to be fun excellent so are you putting, given you're having a Christmas away from home, are you um, putting a tree up? Well, I'm looking at it now, actually, Nick. It's a tree somewhere between one and a half and two feet tall. Okay. I would say it's a it's a very petite, dainty little tree. It's yeah. nicely decorated. It's got some lights. It's got uh, got a few baubles and things hanging on it. Yeah. But uh, it's sitting on top of a cupboard, uh, and it's right. uh, pretty baby safe. Um, I was th- so this is where I was going with it. It's it's nicely out of reach, is it? Because I can imagine oh, yes. lots of glittery, shiny decorations. Um, you know, catnip to a toddler who can, <laughs> or a, a crawling baby who just wants to explore. Yeah. Well, you've you've been through that presumably. What was your strategy with Toby? We we because we don't have a tool cupboard. <laughs> you know, <laughs> as as you know, uh, you know, all, all the furniture in our living room is quite low, low level stuff. But we did, we you know we got a reasonable sized tree that went up on on the side, but it's only like a foot off the ground, um, or a couple of feet off the ground, um, and then you just have to sort of barricade it, <laughs> barricade it in <laughs> the corner. I think a big difference for us was Toby was, he would have been five months old that first Christmas. Oh yeah, not quite as mobile and not quite as mobile. So, so then come when he was 17 18 months old for the following christmas obviously it was at that point where you could tell him no and <laughs> you know he he would actually understand what you meant so <laughs> not um, necessarily obey but certainly understand well quite you know you, you had some hope of feeling like you had some sense of being parental authority <laughs> parental control over it but um Yes, talking to a, a friend at work actually, he said how clever approach, but it actually makes. I don't think I've heard it done before, but it makes perfect sense. They put the Christmas tree in the in the playpen they had for the kids. In the playpen. Oh, in the and, playpen, and then put the and then put the children outside out of the playpen, playpen right? <laughs> but it was also quite good because they could then pile up all the presents around the tree in the playpen. Oh wow! And they were all protected as well. It's like a Christmas tree cage. Yeah, a Christmas tree cake. But, um, I wouldn't have thought of doing that. That's nice. Yeah, 
Yeah, I think that works well. So just fence in all that festivity over there. Yeah, well, you could you can still put a tinsel on the cage, you know. <laughs> I like it. It's a bit fence festive, but no. So a job for this weekend is going to be getting a tree and getting all the decorations down. We're, I think, in parks because I was unwell last weekend. We're we're all a, a bit behind getting everything up and running. Oh, you miss you miss Black Friday, Nick. Yes. Is that really a thing? No. No. <laughs> I don't think it is. Or at least it shouldn't no. be. I have no objection to the retailers wanting to mark the start of the festive commercial period with a big sale. I have no problem with that as a being a thing. But calling it Black Friday it's makes just absolutely a very, no sense. Yeah, it's a very weird name, isn't it? Because yeah. normally, you know, Black Monday, Black Wednesday, these are bad things. Yeah, e- even in the American tradition, I'm I'm not clear why they call it Black Friday. I mean, is it just because they sell so much stuff? All the books, you know, all the retailers are in the black rather than in the red. That's one of the two theories I've heard. One theory right. is that most of the year retailers are running at a loss, and at this point in the year, they yeah. start making a profit. I don't know if that's true. I don't know if that can be true. It seems a bit weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other theory is that I think it may have originated in Philadelphia. The uh, first weekend or the first um, Friday after Thanksgiving, the next day after Thanksgiving, I suppose it mm-hmm. is, um, everyone goes out in the streets and goes shopping and, you know, starts their starts their preparation for the, the festive period. Uh, making the streets full of people, I don't know, Philadelphia, quite a, you know, racially diverse place. It seems like a, a strange name to have, have come up yeah, with. Yeah, that, that, that one sounds a very, uh, yeah... It's it's on I'm Wikipedia. I'm troubled I, by that one. Is that that's a Wikipedia yeah. theory? Is it? Yeah, I believe it's uh, I believe How, it's mm. referenceable. But yeah, it does seem a bit strange. Um, I did have a brief moment when I saw some footage of of uh, supermarkets and mini riots going on. I did have a very brief moment where I thought, oh, I I, I could do with a big telly. I could <laughs> I could pop out and get a big telly. I suppose could yeah, be fun. Yeah, I, I, I feel like going to Asda and punching someone in the face for telly. Yeah. <laughs> for a 60 quid saving on a... I know, yeah, but... oh, it's absurd. But certainly that aside, because we've been buying things for the kids through the year, or I say we, I mean, Joe, Joe is so much more on top of the whole Christmas present buying for, for everyone that, than I am, but... um. Yeah, a couple of times she's had to sort of just get everything out of the cupboard that has been bought for the kids, just to take stock of <laughs> what's been bought. And <laughs> and I think last year, and I suspect again this year, we may have gone a bit overboard. So some, a few bits and pieces may stay in the cupboard for his birthday. That's <laughs> nice. Just yeah, you don't have to go too crazy. <laughs> um, but it's quite nice. I I remember. I think last year was was the first year with Toby when he really kind of got it or you know was really excited about Christmas mm. petrified of Father Christmas um, well not not petrified but um, didn't like the idea of Father Christmas coming into his room to deliver a stocking um, and I can't remember if I've told the story in the podcast before but let's, even, let's, well, let's assume you haven't let's assume I haven't but so we're it's Christmas Eve and we're putting Toby to bed um, and we and we make a big deal of putting his stocking at the foot of his bed. And suddenly, you know, Toby's very excited, but then suddenly he gets very anxious and said he doesn't want Father Christmas coming into his room. So he said, oh, don't worry, we'll put the stocking outside your bedroom. You know, it'll be, we'll put it outside your door so he won't have to come in. 
And he's thinking, okay, you know, but still a bit anxious. And then next door, start power drilling on the other <laughs> side of the wall. And t- the look on Toby's face, he just looks and says, is that Father Christmas trying to get in? Oh. Oh, I mean, the timing was just both incredible and just awful. It's but, a terrifying um, image, isn't it? Yeah. It was a short-lived fear. <laughs> and uh, rest assured, in the morning, he was very excited. It must be nice getting to the age where he's actually in anticipation of a big, exciting day. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, he's very excited. and But we're also realising, because we've certainly talked about it before, he's a big fan of the Octonauts, and in asking him what he would like for Christmas, he sort of reel off all this stuff, Octonauts toys to get and it got to the this state where he was just saying when i get those toys at christmas oh taking it for granted that taking it absolutely for granted so um this time round, he's he's sort of he's picked three octonauts toys he'd like for christmas but in his letter to father christmas he had to decide which one of those he would put in the letter to father christmas and even then he'll have to wait and see if Father Christmas decides to get in that or not. Yeah, we're trying to, yeah, as you say, take that assumption that anything Mm. he asks for, he's going to get. Yeah, the introduction of scarcity and risk, I suppose. Yeah, and I think (laughs) you said not taking it for granted. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And then we've got the other problem, because we've also got, obviously, Lauren to think about, um, the challenge of... In some ways, it was easier with Toby, because... We're buying toys for the first time. Now, clearly, Lauren has all of Toby's toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sort of the age-suitable stuff. So it's it's almost a bit of a challenge to make sure we still get her stuff so she has the experience of presents and unwrapping and things like that. But we've already got a whole tonne of toys for her from Toby. <laughs> yeah, Waiting to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I've been wondering about this as well, because Oliver's obviously similar age to Lauren, and, and he's oblivious. You know, every, every day for him is a new adventure. He will find something, yeah. an empty water bottle, uh, you know, a, 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 a slipper on the floor. And for <laughs> him, that's that's a massive excitement. Uh, he's completely oblivious to any sort of organised um, celebration or the idea of, you know, th- this is new to him. So, yeah, I mean, we will be getting him toys and getting him new new things and I suppose for us it's a like you, you were describing really it's a, a challenge to get the balance right and to have some some things probably as much for us as for him for opening on the yeah. day and having a nice nice day of it um yeah but yeah there's a part of me that thinks well he'd be perfectly happy just something that he hasn't seen before it, you know yeah. it's easy to go over the top as well it's easy to mm. spend a lot of money and 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 go really overboard when I'm sure the things that I remember from from childhood were were not the expensive things either, even though you know no. the, I remember a calculator that, that blew my mind there's a I think there's a photo of me opening this opening this little pocket calculator and being super excited about it in the last episode Daniel Cushman had asked us a question about what to pack for the big day well exciting news uh, the big day has has come and gone and they, they've had a baby so he's written in to us to say, I took your advice and added to my back snack bars, protein bars, and those new Robinson squashed pods for when Hannah, my wife, or I fancied something other than just plain water. I also took with me a self-inflating camping sleep mat, as we were expecting to be in the hospital for a few days. 
Baby Ivy was born at 10.30 on the 21st of October, weighing £6.13 ounces, and both Baby and Hannah were fine and healthy. It's now been nearly two weeks since then and we've found it a very steep learning curve, but enjoying every moment. Our two Jack Russells have been fantastic with Ivy too, constantly wanting to make sure she is okay whenever she cries and be near her. And he's shared some of his top tips. The sleeping mat. Our hospital was fine with me sleeping on the floor. I had asked prior. The self-inflating sleeping mat was amazing, much more comfier than trying to get comfy on a chair. Pre-made meals. His wife cooked up five portions of chilli, five portions of spike bowl, five portions of sausage casserole, five portions of mac and cheese <laughs> to store in the freezer so we didn't have to do much cooking during the first few days. I like that. That's a good one. And I think this is the one I'm, I'm most curious about because it's one I've got absolutely no experience of. Pets. So whilst he and his wife were in hospital, he got his mother-in-law to take home some of the clothing that baby Ivy, Ivy had been wearing and some of the muslins for the dogs to sniff prior to bringing her home. Interesting. Presumably with the intention of getting the two Jack Russells comfortable with the smell of this baby that's that's going to be introduced to their house, rather than yeah. making them want to sniff it out and hunt, yeah. hunt it down. Yeah, yes, that's, that's fascinating. So I, I realise it's something, probably a topic we've not mentioned at all. Yeah, pets. Because you're neither of I... Neither you or I have pets, or I mean, because you, you used to have a dog. We did, yeah, and she um, she sadly died before we had Oliver. Um, and we've been talking actually in the last few months about wouldn't it be nice to get a dog? And and I think yeah. for Oliver to have a a pet dog to to play with and take mm. for walks when he's older and that sort of thing. Because your brother's got a dog with yeah with their baby as well, and baby Jesse gets on really well with Badger the dog. Seems to really enjoy playing mm. with him, and and Badger lets the Let's uh, Sam and Lisa know if if uh, Jesse's crying and is is in the same way uh, that Daniel's describing here. Actually, is obviously very attentive to the the baby being part of the pack. Mm. So yeah, no. If if um, other listeners have got experience of introducing a brand new baby to an existing setup that that's got dogs in it, I'd be interested to hear more. You know, have, have other people done what uh, Daniel's done here and and bought smells of the baby to the dogs first do you keep them separated for a while before or do you find that it's best to bring them together and uh yeah that, that'd be a really uh really interesting thing to hear about baby dads andrew ball has sent us this lovely short recording listening to the beardy dads podcast has made me think about what music to play in the event that we have another child and i think that my wife should give birth to our next baby to the 1812 Overture. So we also heard um, a couple of episodes ago from Andrew Wheaton uh, about the sleep routine that his twins had got into and how they'd got into what actually sounded like a really good pattern. And I slightly, I, I, don't, I can't think of the right word for it, slightly knowingly just wondered whether that, that perfect sleep routine had survived teething. Well, he's been in touch just to let us know that their sleeping pattern has indeed continued through their teething over the last month. Oh, so, Andrew. <laughs> yes, well, well done. Well done, well you. Well done, you. Well done. <laughs> um, no, uh, that, that's brilliant. I, I think we said before, with twins, I think, all due respect. Yeah, absolutely. I think Andrew deserves every lucky break that he can possibly get his hands on. Yes, so, well done, you. Baby <laughs> dads. LJ... Uh, whoever LJ is, has asked on Twitter whether there's any chance of the show being made available on Stitcher so he can listen on his Sonos. 
what do you think, Nick? I I don't know much about Sonos. I know you've got one. Yeah, no, Son Sonos is all wonderful. Uh, so I think Stitcher is just a, as I understand it, a a podcast thing which is an iTunes. We could have a look at that. Do we have to do work to make that happen? I imagine we might have to click a few buttons or something somewhere. I just need to go stop the uh, baby monitor beeping. The battery's running low. Well, we could look into that, LJ. I, I don't see any objection to making Beardy Dads available on all of the platforms, as long as it's really, really easy. Yes. Beardy Dads. Well, Nick, it has been another lovely episode of Beardy Dads. Thanks to everyone that we've already mentioned in tonight's episode, plus Dave Magic 79 and Ewan Logan and Rob Smart and everyone else who's been talking to us on Twitter this week. Thanks for getting in touch. Yes, thanks everyone. And as ever, um, if you want to send in any uh, comments, any contributions, a little short recording, whatever you want, uh, you can email podcast at biddydads.co.uk. And we're Beardy Dads on Twitter and we are always indebted to the lovely Wes West for the brilliant theme tune that you hear at the beginning and the end of every episode. Yes, thank you Wes. And I guess we will be back in a couple of weeks time. Yeah, it'll be uh, just before Christmas. Yeah. And who knows what we'll talk about. My big Chinese meal is, has kind of reached that point now where I think I'm ready to go to bed, <laughs> You're not alone in that. I'm very, very ready for a good weekend now. Yes. Um, but yeah, if, if you've got tips for pets, if you've got Christmas uh, plans that you would like to share or any other questions or tips or things that dads need to hear, let us know. Uh, and we'll see you uh, back again soon. Yes. See you all soon. Bye-bye. Bye, Ruth. Bye.